It's a Monday morning, Evelina and Mary. It's a Monday morning mukbang. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our morning show. Monday morning mukbang. With Mary and Lena. Featuring Renata. <laughs> a show where we talk about literally anything anything (laughs) this week's episode we're talking about music but we have a guest obviously renata would you like to introduce yourself yeah i'm renata i'm going into my fourth year of community music i know these two ladies from the locust program she was our house council advisor um and we're happy to have you here today renata Um, Before we start our episode, we are going to introduce what we're eating today. Um, Renata, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I have some leftover quinoa salad. (laughs) And then um, pink lemonade in my teal mug, of course. And grapes. (laughs) Nice. What about you, Mary? I have the same thing as last episode. Camel puffs banana cinnamon it's pretty good i keep eating it how about you (laughs) i just have a smoothie here with me today and some mangoes yeah so to start off our episode let's first talk about our music experience like where we're at maybe you can talk about which instruments you play what ensembles you've been in um do you guys who wants to start? Renata should start. start. She's our guest. <laughs> well, I started playing violin when I was four. And then I played in like a youth orchestra for five years. So I really loved that. And I played at Center in the Square. This is Center in the Square. So I played on that stage. <laughs> That's why I made it my background. And then I started flute in middle school which is like my primary university instrument, but I've taken a whole bunch of instrument classes. So like, I don't even know what, voice, drumming, piano, saxophone, trumpet, French horn. (laughs) And then I've played trombone for a year and I know how to play ukulele and guitar. Those are all the instruments and it's a lot. Queen, (laughs) multi-talented queen. (laughs) Some of them from the instrument classes are like, I can play good old hot crust buns and like maybe figure out more, (laughs) but that is, that is my talent on that instrument. (laughs) Which one, like which instrument was like surprising for you when you finally learned it? Like maybe French horn, because everybody always says that it's like the hardest, which it kind of is, but I learned French horn before trumpet. Oh, So it was like kind of tough, but the teacher was the best, like Trevor. And I used to be in his band, which was another ensemble I was in. So I already knew him and he's like super awesome and really funny. So he like made it easy and was like, your your French one is your friend, okay? You can't get angry, otherwise you're not gonna get a sound. It's your friend and that way you'll make a sound. (laughs) Like it was the best class. If you learned trumpet after playing French horn, do you you find it, like, confusing with, like, the different tones then? Um, a little bit, because the vowels were, like, kind of similar, but not. 
Mm-hmm. But then I already had like the smaller buzzing down because like I played trombone for a year in high school, but that's like a l- much larger mouthpiece. So buzzing wasn't as hard. Yeah. So like it helped with buzzing, but then like playing high notes on trumpet was harder than on French horn, I think. Yeah. How about you, Lena? Well, for me, I started off playing the piano like every other little Asian kid. Um, (laughs) Basically, I was forced into it and I honestly really hated it just because my mom would make me practice a lot and I know like practicing is important, but I just just didn't like it because I don't think I was very good at it. And so like... It's funny, I did it, and I think I made it up to, like, grade one, and I quit, and then I re-took, I took lessons again, and then I think I got up to, like, level three, and then quit again. It's just, but I definitely regret it, because I think when I became older, I was like, oh, I wish I could play the piano kind of thing, and so I could before, but it was just, I feel like when people, when people are, like, telling you, like, you know, it's like, you're about to wash the dishes, and someone tells you wash dishes, I'm like, I don't want to wash the dishes anymore, you know? And I'll just wash the dishes, but I'll do it angrily. So that was really <laughs> my story about piano. It was really funny. Let me tell you, I think, let me tell you why I didn't like it. Because I think my brother also played piano. He got up to like level 10 or whatever, right? And he was always really great. And so we had like our lessons, like he would go first or me, I would go first. And then um, our teacher would give prizes to like little like prizes to people who did well, but I never did well. So I didn't really get a lot of prizes. And I feel like I was all that. So I just didn't, I don't know. Like, I think I, um, I just didn't grasp it as much. And then later on, I was in cadets and I joined our marching band. And I started off on the trumpet. And honestly, I was pretty bad at the trumpet for a few years until like a bit later. But like, it's because I didn't really have proper training because it wasn't like a lesson lesson. It was kind of like people who know music teaching you, if that makes sense. So I kind of learned that. And then I played a bit of mellophone. I'm pretty sure we all played recorder at one point, but yeah, I think in high school, that's when my musical um, career peaked. Um, <laughs> I was just in the music program, like I played music all four years of high school, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I was in like the jazz band, which was something that I guess helped me develop my skills a lot more yeah I think in high school that's when I really started getting into music although I was never that great I think like I play I'm definitely more of like a classical player or like you know I don't I don't like slurs I don't like swinging because I just can't I cannot improvise but I will try I was in a jazz band like I still can't swing although I was in a jazz band but that's my story. <laughs> that is my story. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> okay, first of all, she was great at trumpet and improvising. She just, it's easy to compare yourself when you see like other people, but yeah. no, she was great. I started off 
Oh, I guess, like, we always, like, had karaoke, so I loved singing ever since I was little. And then I got into piano around age seven. And I also, like, struggled with practicing when I was little because I was just, I guess, not down to do it or I wasn't disciplined. But I think I just, as I got older, my sister kind of dropped out of it and we started around the same time. So I guess like when I realized it was a choice and like my parents like kept saying like, we're paying for this. If you want to, then we'll keep paying. And I'm like, okay. So then I just kept doing it and then I liked it more. And then I really liked it when I learned how to play chords because then I could play it behind me singing. And I think that was not like a switch, but like when I realized like, oh, I can do both things that I like at the same time. And then I did that until high school. I picked I chose the tuba so, yeah, for my high school instrument and I actually went in like wanting to do trumpet but the first time I tried to play it like I struggled so hard and I was like oh no like I wanted an instrument that would get me into jazz band like that was my goal and then like I played the tuba and it was like so quick and then everyone was struggling I'm like wait like is this my instrument and then my teacher was like you know if you want to play tuba um like, we can put you on, like, bass trombone, like, if you really wanted to get into jazz band. I'm like, yeah, like, this is perfect. But then I didn't realize that I had to learn how to play trombone, too. <laughs> so, so, like, she's like, the mouthpiece is similar. If you look at the mouthpieces, the trombone mouthpiece is smallest. When we're not talking about, like, trumpets and French horns, smallest, then bass trombone is, like, in between a tuba and a trombone. So they were all different. And playing trombone is obviously very different than playing a valve tuba. So anyways, I played tuba all four years, but then like summer of going into grade 10 was when I started to like learn the basics of trombone. And then I went into it. I played bass trombone for our jazz band, um, grades 11 and 12. And yeah, jazz band was very, was a very, um, exposing and <laughs> intimidating experience just because um well one um everyone has their own parts so <laughs> why is everyone muted um yeah Sorry, everyone... i was gonna give a thumbs up and I... <laughs> I don't know what i was doing i was trying to agree with you <laughs> <Like>, yeah <laughs> It was very intimidating that everyone had a different part to play, mm -hmm. which like also made you feel like more important to be in the band, but also you have to pick up your slack because there's not like multiple parts for one part, multiple people for one part. But yeah, in grade 11, grade 11 was when I started to have like a realization that I probably won't become a nurse. And that's when I started to explore majoring in music. So I dropped a bunch of science courses and then I took guitar grade 11 but so in our high school like there's a grade 10 11 and 12 guitar and you have to like do the prerequisites before going into it but like I low-key begged my music teacher I was like I kind of know chords um you see how like hard I work in the normal band courses like please let me and he's like and then he was like if you can switch in and then like if you learn this basic page, like, this is basically the summer of grade 10. If you learn this, then, like, I'll let you in. I'm like, okay. And then I walk in on the first day. He's like, wow, you're actually here. 
I did I like I struggled, but I did a bit better than the average of the course, like just the mark. So I was pretty happy that I took that on. And it was just nice to be in like guitar night, which is separate from like our concerts. And then grade 12, I did the vocals course. Um, that was also very exposing and I'm happy I did it. Yeah, those are my instruments. I don't play anything else really. Just like basic guitar and ukulele, but yeah. Oh, and I have a harp, <laughs> but it's untuned. <laughs> so yeah, but it's fun. Do you know how to play it? Um, I like play it a bit, but it's untuned. So like, it's not like a standard, or like I'm not playing like standard things. Um, yeah. I relate to the jazz band things. Like that's what I did with the one year of trombone in high school. It was like my grade 12 year for, oh, cause I did IB music. And so like we're done in May. So for June, we could just do whatever. So I decided to learn trombone. Like you could write something, you could learn a new instrument. So I learned trombone and then joined the jazz band. <laughs> and there were only four trombones and there's four trombone parts. And I played trombone two, sometimes Ooh. three. It was crazy. And I was the one who like wrote in the slide positions. <laughs> the greatest achievement was for one song. I didn't write in the slide positions and I could play the whole thing. <laughs> Nice. That was the level I was at. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, like how we had our own like parts for a second. I just realized like, I think that's why I, you know how like you have to learn your part before. This is what um our music teacher would say a lot. Like you need to learn your part before you get to rehearsal because rehearsal is not practice, which is important. And I think the biggest thing like, the downfall, I guess, with a lot of our, like, wind ensembles slash bigger ensembles was that a lot of people wouldn't practice those, like, concert music things, and then we would sound like a mess, whereas the jazz band, since we had to audition to get in, so everyone there, like, was chosen after audition and wants to be there, so, like, learn your part and make sure you don't, you know, you need to pull your slack basically so that we can all sound good together and so that you know we're not just spending time on learning your part but rather like sounding together as a whole so I feel like that's a common high school like rehearsal time is not practice time yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember hearing that at every rehearsal because I was in like seven different bands and choirs and like I was just in everything like you couldn't stop me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because our grade so our grade like every year we would enter the OBA competition which is like one of the music competitions in Ontario and our grade always got silver or like silver plus basically they rank your band by like bronze which is kind of like participation silver silver plus and then gold and you obviously want to get gold right and it's funny because um like the years like above us and even below us so like when we went to did we we didn't even go to nationals did we go to nationals we went to nationals like everyone won gold except for us like the grade nines won gold 
So basically, when we are in like, <laughs> when we are in wind ensemble, which is grade 11 and 12, we were always the denomination because when we were a part of wind ensemble, we got silver or silver plus. And then when we were in grade 12 as well, we still got silver. So basically, we believe that our grade was like the the common denominator in like not winning gold because the grade 12s before us won gold with their wind ensemble and then the grade 11s when they were in grade 9 I think they won gold I don't know but basically our grade never won gold our year like graduating class of 2019 never won gold <laughs> so yeah <laughs> But we won gold as jazz band, so yeah. <laughs> at least, at least we got something. <laughs> you guys have any um, little things or dreams that you want to do? Maybe a bucket list of things that you have. <laughs> <laughs> I like kind of. I guess I started developing a bucket list, like because I used to go to symphony concerts all the time. Like, I've never been to a pop concert. I was supposed to go to one, but Miss Rona didn't let that happen. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I would go, like, my dad would take me to series, and, like, we would sit here in center in the square and just, like, go and see concerts all the time. And so I always, like, wanted to start on stage. When I was in the youth orchestra program, you'd get like two songs so you waited backstage went on played your two songs and went off but I wanted to like start and tune on stage so I've done that <laughs> and then I want like my um headshot in a program which we did with the uh, oh this is the same band that oh my gosh the one band has fulfilled my bucket list <laughs> but um it was a concert band that used to be a part of the youth orchestra program and then they like discontinued it but there were so many people in the band that my conductor was literally like you guys just want to start your own like i'll start one and we can just all join it so he made his own <laughs> and then we play full concerts instead of like two songs so i like i pulled out some old programs <laughs> and he did fun stuff too like this Heroes and Villains, I probably have it in my closet, but he got us all capes that had his logo on the back. That's oh my gosh. So cool. Like, it was the coolest thing ever. Um, but where am I? I'm in here somewhere with very long hair. Oh, there we go. Oh. oh. <laughs> Maybe I have to turn off the background. Yeah. Wait, I'll turn it off. There. Oh, so cute. Okay, program. So like having my headshot in a program. Boom. Fulfilled. Yes. <laughs> he did like crazy stuff because we had themes like that was heroes and villains. So we played a whole bunch of cool stuff. And then this was out of this world. So we did like Star Wars and E.T. And so for like the fun thing in this one, he had an E.T. hand and like got someone to like touch it to his baton to give him powers. <laughs> he just like finds fun things to do to make concerts like super awesome and enjoyable. So yeah, I I love that. that was like the best thing ever. But then I kind of like aged out, so I was sad. 
Mm. But then he asked me to come back to house manage their show. So I did that in December. Oh, that's great. Wow. Yeah. He was the one who taught French horn. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. He's done so much musically for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, wow, I've actually done a lot of cool things. To me, I'm just living my life and doing stuff. But then people are like, you like won a song contest and you played this big show and just, I then I step back and realize like, wow, some of the things I've done are actually like really, really cool. Yes. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> That's like, um, what is it? Not, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome, but you know. You do all these amazing things and it makes you question, wow, like, have I done all these things? But you have. People yeah, can yeah. see it. Is there anything else on your bucket list that hasn't been fulfilled yet or things you want to add? Um, I don't know. Like, I have my headshot in a program, but, like, not for me being a soloist. So that would be cool to have my own little bio. Ooh. Um, yes. I don't know. <laughs> Because I'm not really in, like, the classical life anymore that I don't, like, those are more classical things. So I, I haven't really thought about it in a while. Those were the two main things that I always wanted <laughs> I thought were the greatest things ever. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Lena? Um, I don't really have a bucket list of nothing. <laughs> I think... I would like to go to a Lawrence concert. Um, they're a band that my friend introduced me to. And they're actually supposed to have their concert in September. And I think it's being pushed back. But I'm really hoping that I can go whenever it is. Also, similar to Renata, three, two, Three of my concerts that I was supposed to go to got canceled. No. Um, so Jacob Collier, um, Monster X, and BTS, but they're all getting rescheduled, so it's all good. But Jacob Collier live was something that I wanted to see. Like, my friends went to his first Toronto concert, and at that time, I wasn't really, like, into him. But he's such, like, he's literally a genius. I feel like he coming really to his is. live... <laughs> his live is just gonna be like me just watching in awe I just think he's so cool and just so down to earth and I think intimate concerts are so nice school concerts just having that connection with the audience makes something so nice although I do enjoy I've been to like bigger concerts where it's like a huge arena or stadium and that can still get like the audience going just the vibe of concerts are really great big bigger pop concerts as well but I think intimate concerts hit different, but I feel like both. I still enjoy both, but I think, I guess my bucket list since I don't have tickets to Lawrence would be to go to their concert. Yeah. What about you? I just like, every time anyone talks about Jacob Collier, like I literally can't contain myself. <laughs> Going to his concert, seeing him when he first appeared on stage, I'm like, why is he exactly how I pictured him? And yeah, I literally wanted to cry, but I also was so happy. Like my face hurt from like smiling. I don't know. And when Daniel Caesar came on stage, oh my gosh, I literally exploded. Oh, 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 
I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> as if I wasn't looking at the stage. <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, that's a good bucket list um, thing to put on your bucket list. But <clears throat> yeah, I want to see Lawrence too. Something that I guess I fulfilled was, so every, so when the grade 12s graduate, they put on a concert. When I was in grade nine and grade 10, I went to, I saw them do it. And I always wanted to have an acapella piece basically. And I, I got this, I had this idea developed over the years. <laughs> I guess I just grew closer with like people from jazz band and stuff. And we would always like, jazz band would always like joke around and like we would like, um, sing like what the jazz choir would sing and we were like kind of like mocking-ish like just like playing fun um, but then like pe they can actually sing during rehearsals too our conductor would be like okay like put your instruments down and sing your part and then we could sing it and then she's like see you can all sing and then I'm like because we're musicians so then I wrote <laughs> for our grade 12 CPT I wrote I didn't write it I arranged best part by Daniel Caesar there was like an example online already and I wrote it for the people in our jazz band. <laughs> so like not everyone sings, but I made them sing. And it was the best, it was the best time ever getting them to practice. My soloist who sang with me, Sam, oh my gosh, amazing. And yeah, that was so crazy to me. I was able to do that. So I was like very thankful for that opportunity. I don't really know what else other than this is kind of just like a dream, I guess, or like I hope I do this one day, become a backup singer or player for some band. Yeah, and I just want to tour with them. Yeah, I just want to like, yeah, I don't know if I would ever want to be like the main person, but yeah, I would definitely just want to bond with a band on like the tour bus and get close and then perform amazing shows. I just, yeah, and hopefully see the world, so. Oh my gosh, if AJR froze, needs I think. a flautist, hit me yeah. up. <laughs> like, they have me? a trumpet player who I have messaged on Instagram, which, like, freaked me out. Because I just, like, told him, hold up, let me pull up the conversation. Because I was like, yo, this, like, thing that he played was really awesome, I can't remember. And he replied? Yeah, he legit replied. It was crazy. I gotta find it. It was like, I was freaking out. <laughs> it's a little, oh, now I'm going through like AJR's Instagram. They're just, oh, they're just so good. <laughs> I was gonna see them oh. in New York because they weren't coming to oh Canada. Was it rescheduled or no? No, it, it was gonna be rescheduled and then it got canceled. Oh. So, yeah. Next time. Mm -hmm. Okay, there. I think I found it now. I couldn't remember his username. There we go. I found it. Oh, I literally... Oh my gosh. All I did... Oh, I reposted a video of him playing onto my story. And then he replied with like two emojis. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. Thanks for replying. I'm a music student. And he said, good luck in school. And then what instruments do you play? And I was like talking about how I play a bunch. And he said, okay, multi-instrumentalist. <laughs> and then, and then, hold up, there's more. This is like a different day. He posted, um, there's like this interlude that he plays that's like a mashup of all, a bunch of AJR songs that he plays on trumpet. And he posted the sheet music and in the caption it said like, send me your email and I'll send it to you. 
And so I said, yo, can I have the PDF? Because I'm learning trumpet soon. This was before trumpet class. And he was like, yeah, here you go. I'll give it to you in a couple different keys since you're just starting. And like, it was crazy. Oh. I will screenshot this. <laughs> that yeah, is so cool. It. Yeah, it was the best. I love it when musicians are just like down to talk. Ah, mm. Makes them feel more human. <laughs> They're so crazy, right? <laughs> Rock stars. <laughs> Do you have a moment or I guess you can talk about either a person who's it, who inspires you or maybe like a moment where music has impacted your life a lot? If anyone. I'll start, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> similar to like Mary, that grade 12 night was a really fun night, I think. Um, so I arranged I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston, and I just got all my friends to play. And in grade 12, I started learning percussion in our um, concert band. And so I played, like, the castanets and, like, the cowbell and, like, conducted kind of thing. But... Um, at the end, I kind of just got everyone to stop playing and then we just sang and then I got everyone to just, cause it was in our like little theater and I kind of just, I just grabbed the mic and I was like, everyone come down and dance. So basically we made a dance circle. Like this is like parents were there and like people were there, but like, I guess all the kids kind of like came down and even like other people just came down. We formed a dance circle and we were saying like, I want to dance somebody. And then I just got people to dance in the dance circle. And honestly, I think that was like a pretty like golden time just because I think I like I jumped up that moment a lot just because I was like for my I didn't know what I was going to arrange for my grade 12 concert night, but it was I guess it was better than I imagined it. I don't know. I, I really had a tough time choosing a song or like I just didn't know which direction I wanted to go with it. And then I don't know. I guess when it happened on that night, it kind of just like, it was so fun because I think sometimes for me, music made me worry a lot. Sometimes I think during like music class, like when you have to practice like etudes or doing like the harder stuff where it's challenging, it can be frustrating, but I just think that it pays off like all your hard work and practice. There's a point where it pays off and I think the moment where you can be free with music when you're just having fun I think that's such a beautiful moment like jamming with your friends or just that moment of freedom I think is so beautiful so like that's like a moment I'll remember a lot that sounds incredible yeah it was a good night I think yeah it was it was a good time <laughs> this is also really random but I really want to learn the bagpipes one day yeah, you do. <laughs> oh my like, gosh, for one of my assignments, um, Adam taught me bagpipes. Well, like, just really? on the chanter. But it was for, like, music and cultures, I think, was the class. And we did, like, an independent study of, like, whatever you really wanted at the end. And so I got Adam to teach me, like, the beginning steps of bagpipes. And it was so cool. That's amazing. It's kind of really interesting because I think a lot of people find the bagpipes annoying. Like, the, <laughs> when they're like, 
what's your favorite instrument? Oh, the bagpipes? And they're like, what? Um, <laughs> I think it's really cool. Like, um, it's really loud, first of all, like super loud. Um, we were in, like, I was in a marching band and the trumpets, like, were in the back and the bagpipes were in the very front and I still, my ears were hurting, like, not just because of the music, but, like, just because of how loud it is, especially when they, like, you guys know that sound? We go, ding! Like, you guys know. Um, it's just very loud, but I think it's such a cool instrument, like, it's very rare that you find someone they're like, oh yeah, I play the bagpipes. Like, I feel like, I feel like that'd be a really good intro, like opening to like, <laughs> let me know something about yourself. Oh yeah, I play the bagpipes. Like that's a big flex, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it is. When I auditioned for the community music program, I played tuba. I don't own one, but I played it in the audition and they're like, yeah, it'd be great to have you. Now we have someone who plays tuba and then, We also have someone who plays bagpipes, and I'm like, okay. Um, and yeah, during the, I was just like, tuba's like, not that weird, or it's not weird, it's just as, di- I don't even know, different. Um, okay, Nina, catch myself. Winter term, like a, for our concert, I was in an ensemble that played mul- like a medley of cultures, of different cultures, pieces. So someone played bag, well, kind of bagpipes. I think just like a piece of it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool because, well, I knew Lena would enjoy it. And also, <laughs> I did. And I recognized it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I asked Mary if there was someone playing. I think they're just playing like the, the chanter part. Like just. Yeah. 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 That was a really cool time. Oh. <laughs> Renata, do you have any very memorable music experiences? Um. There's, like, in high school, we started a string ensemble, like, when I was in grade nine. Like, it's a band school, and we had no string instruments, but there were these two grade 12 girls who had, like, been begging for years to start a string ensemble. So we started it with, um, like, people who just had their own, or, like, played strings outside of school, and then our conductor knew nothing about strings, so, like, we kind of helped him, and then he conducted us, but it evolved into an orchestra. So we took people from the band and did an orchestra. And then we played with KCI, which is um, another high school. And so we did like concerts all together because they had more strings and we had more band. So we put together a whole orchestra and we played like Raiders March is the one that I remember, but we played like the actual score, like not an arrangement for high school or anything like the actual score that an orchestra would play that's like it was so hard but I feel like that was like a crazy accomplishment but the one that's really memorable is um I can't remember what song it was but we had the orchestra and our choir of like 150 people in a church Like, so incredible acoustics with this giant orchestra and giant choir all doing a song together. And that was like the craziest because there was so much sound. And then I heard videos after and I was literally like tearing up because it's just like so much sound from every direction and it sounds so beautiful. And like, it was a crazy experience. Like probably 300 of us playing a song. 
and just it just wash of sound is what I love. Phil Collins, Wall of Sound. Is that Phil Collins? I can't remember. <laughs> History that of Rock and Roll. Ooh. <laughs> Never took it. Um, <laughs> that is. <laughs> That is, I love that. Every time I think about concerts or either playing or like being in it, I just, a lot of them are very synonymous. Just the feeling of community and either if it's like playing or knowing the song, it's we're all in it together, listening together. And I I agree with Lena with her piece that whole night. That was insane. But also our last, like our final concert band, final concert, like, I don't know if it was the final one. The spring concert? Yeah, spring concert. And when we were in grade 12, but, like, other grades were there, like, that concert was, like, although, like, there were more people, less intimate, I guess, the crowd was so into it. I was sitting in the crowd for most of the songs. Everyone was, like, singing along. There were, like, little jokes. The amount of time to say like in this next clip is so painful to listen to, so I'm going to repeat what I was trying to say. There was a guitarist, and during soundcheck, he played from Cloudburst, and the crowd died of laughter. And that was the vibe for the whole concert, basically. That was how the performers interacted with the audience. And after four years, that was amazing to witness, seeing the progression of how concerts were going before when we were younger till now when we were in grade 12. (laughs) This is what it's about. We're supposed to bond over weird things like this. And then the jazz choir was singing an ABBA medley. Oh my gosh, everyone went wild for that. And I was playing, like, I played a clap noise so that everyone would clap along on time instead of just, like, I don't know, having someone lead a clap or something. And I was literally, like, there was one part where they were singing to our teacher and they gave him flowers. Thank you for the music. And... I love that song, and also seeing them give the flowers to him, I'm like, this is so precious, and I was literally crying <laughs> in the seats, like, playing my clapping noise, and <laughs> yeah, just, like, moments like that, like, they make me, they make me want to come back, or, like, they make me want to stay in my program, and all of that. Our community, community benefit concert, that was insane. Yeah, we were raising money for... One of our trips. Yeah. And that was wild. Because we were playing with this like very talented band. And after the concert, one of them like, spoke to me. Like, you see, When you were playing, you seemed very happy and very joyful. Is this something you're going to keep doing? Yeah, I have an audition early next week. And she's like, I wish the best for you. I really feel this is where I'm supposed to be. And yeah, I love music. That's amazing. Yeah, like, I love playing with groups a lot. Like, solo just makes me nerve-wracked, and, like, I don't like it as much. When you have everybody's, like, energy together and everyone's sound, I just, I love that. At our last concert, the community music one, when we all played Home by Philip Phillips, I was legit playing ukulele, tearing up. Hold it in. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just so beautiful. So many acoustic instruments and everybody singing giving out gifts to the graduate. It was just so many emotions. And there were probably a whole bunch of people in the audience tearing up. The way the sound and the music and the feeling can affect you. Yeah, someone came up after saying that they like wanted to cry. I'm like, really? Wow, I can't believe it affected people this much. Don't feel it when you're playing it because you've like, you practice it 700 times. So you've heard it 700 times. 
but the audience hasn't. So like, I, I love that. It's not really a quote. My band director used to say, yes, we've practiced this a million times, but be excited when you play because the audience hasn't heard it yet. You've heard it a million times, but this is going to be their first time hearing what you've put together. So you have to show that you're excited to show them what you've been working on. <laughs> I really like that. I was there at that concert and it was really great. I think like, especially you guys were talking about like the last song, um, Home. Like that was just, it was a really good ending as well. Everyone, obviously like everyone's there playing and really job well done. Like that was a great concert. I mean, I go to all of your concerts, but um, most of them. But yeah, no, it was really, really good. And for me, seeing it for the first time, I definitely, I loved how you guys told the story. Like, I really loved the storyline and then like moving through each song. Like, I thought that was really, really beautiful. Yeah. Key changes. Should we talk about key <laughs> I was going to yell, when you were talking about I want to dance with somebody, I was going to yell key change because that has, yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Can we talk about key Let's changes? talk about, like, yeah, why, what, what's up with your deep love for them? Why do you okay. love them so much? Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just because, like, they make me happy. Like, when a song changes key, I feel like it adds a bunch of excitement. And then it just, like, makes me have a bunch of, like, happy energy. And I just really like them. <laughs> Like, my love started in high school. The document started in high school. Um, it started with R.E.M.'s Stand, I think. That was the first song that I found, like, had key changes and that I just really, really loved. Um, and then I just, like, grew the document. I searched for them. My friends send me them. Mary sent me that one by Lawrence. <laughs> And so, like, I've added so many to the document, and I've turned them into a Spotify playlist. And then for one of my classes, I did a presentation on them. <laughs> I'm in too deep. <laughs> 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 but I just, like, I love them. Like, a song will come on, and I'll be like, it has a key change, guys. Guys, it has a key change. Guys, did you hear that? It has a key change. <laughs> like, everybody knows. <laughs> You can confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But I don't know. They just make me really happy. <laughs> Is there a song, like, on your document that has the most key changes or something? Oh, I can't I don't remember. Know. Hold up. Now I got I'm going to pull it up. She's pulling up the document. <laughs> <laughs> can I screen share? <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> How many songs do you have on it? Oh, like over 150 for sure. Wow. Yeah, like there's a lot. But there's also like some, or I have two sheets on the document. So one is with multiple key changes and then one is with um, single key changes because some songs only have one. But there's like over 100 on the single one. Nice. We'll take a look. Hold up. Send Let's us the Spotify playlist. I shall. I want to listen yes. to it. Oh, here it is. Share. Voila. Wow. So, to answer your question, it would be Total Eclipse of the Heart that has the most that I found. Oh my gosh. 
but yeah, these are all like the multiple ones. So it goes by like how many they have. And then within that it's um, alphabetical. And then sometimes I write like where I got it. So MU121 was history of rock and roll. So I was doing like listenings in the textbook and I just like found key changes from it. And then there's like different versions. So you don't owe me the Grace and GEZ version only has one key change, but the original has three and stuff like that. Um, and then this is the single key change one, all in alphabetical order. Those are red because they're not on the Spotify playlist because they're not on Spotify. Mm. But um, there are 119. That is insane. Wow. <laughs> yup. The so dead has like where they are. DKWR. I guess I found that while I was. Oh, it was when I was. Oh my gosh. There's a Snapchat memory I have of it where I, I heard it on the radio on my way to school. So as soon as I got there, I was like, guys, I just found a new key change on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is my friend. He used to be in community music. Like, that's his band. One of his songs has a key change. So I messaged him and I was like, oh my gosh, do you know about my love for key changes? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. This is my pride and joy right here. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> And you have all the times. I love that. Yep. I think that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, there, where is it? There's Stand by R.E.M. So that's like the one that started her all off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ta-da! <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> I love this. There we go. But yeah, like, people will send me them. Like, people sometimes they text me and they're like, does this song have a key change? And I'm like, well, it doesn't, but I see how you might thought it was. So I've, like, mm. taught people what key changes are. Because I did my class presentation for them. Yeah, it's just, wow. <laughs> Do you want to explain quickly to maybe our viewers who might not know what a key change is, what it is. Sure. Yeah. So a key in music is kind of um, like a home base note. So all the notes are built off of one, like home base is kind of how I explain it. So if I sang do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, it doesn't sound quite done yet because you need the do, which is the same as the bottom do. So that's a key. Um, and then key changes like shuffle it. So instead of having that home base note, you always kind of start and end on it. It shuffles it up a little bit um, and sometimes back down, but then it like changed the whole song. So like you usually in pop songs, there's four chords. So they take all those four chords and then shuffle them up. So it's four new chords and then you sing in a new key. Yeah, that's like the quick version. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always happy to share about key changes. <laughs> I think that is a good note to end off on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wish I thought of more puns, but yeah. 
So that was the episode for today. Thank you guys for watching and thank you to Renata for joining us um, in today's episode. Uh, Renata, do you have anything you want to say? Just thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for coming. Yes. Uh, Mary? Thank you for joining us. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsor. <laughs> maybe this is legit. We can use this, maybe. Um, thank you for... Um, I don't know what else to say. We'll edit this. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye. You're giving people free promotion, Mary. <laughs> Wait, is it a script? Thank <laughs> you.